and welcome back to episode 11 of the GT Hour with your host GIWL here and the big GT. Yeah, back from our week break because do you know what? We've worked bloody hard on this, so we thought give ourselves a break. And by break, we mean just sit indoors and do nothing because you can't actually go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, well, it was one of them ones that we unfortunately had audio issues, guys. I mean, you are all familiar with the. Uh, GNT hours, uh, all technical difficulties from the first couple episodes, and we unfortunately couldn't fix it. But we are back this week. Uh, we are back with another summer camp episode. But what we wanted to say first was, I want to thank you all for your support on the previous episode. We know you all loved the summer camp confessions episode, and we wanted to say that we are definitely bringing it back for a part two. So what we want you guys to do is, if you have any stories of either yourself. Or more likely, your mates that you want to dob into us, send them through to the GNT Hour on Instagram. It's either if we've got a poll up, or if not, just send us it through in a DM. And the next episode of my camp confessions, we will be reading out your anonymous confessions, dubbing in your mates, and it's going to be a good time. Yeah, at the GNT Hour, snitches do not get stitches when it comes to camp confessions, mate. And this is how it's going to be. Exactly. Because we want to hear. Can I just say, Gil, just interrupting you, mate, are you auditioning for Baywatch <laughs> right now? Because I'm over Zoom and I can obviously see you and you've got like the <laughs> you've got like the red swim shorts on and like the white t-shirt. I'm just expecting, you know, to just, like, do like something slow motion. Oh, wouldn't you love it, Big, and wouldn't you love it? Genuinely, mate. It reminds me of post-camp when you got stationed at the pool, God almighty. Guys and girls, I've never seen more ladies at outside a swimming pool than Moth. in history of the was world. Was it moths to a flame, Biggin? It was genuinely moths moth to a flame. They couldn't get enough of the G-Gill with his oh, old rig mate. out. Prime rig time, that was prime rig time. That was perfect tanning as well. Oh, mate, think, taking me back. Perfect. We've had it. We had, when we'd had a long old summer, 30 degrees every day, rig was out. We were tanning, honestly. Take me back, mate. Take me back. Although, to be fair, speak of the devil, the weather this weekend, as everyone will know, because we're recording this the weekend, the Costa del Sol has visited the UK. We are recording this when it is beautiful outside, aren't we, Big M? Mate, I'm feeling like I'm back. Summer camp. Get the old, get the old um, Hawaiian tropic on. <laughs> you're, you're sorted then. Be fair, I'm hoping it's, you know, going to be the same as it was last year, because sort of like... March time, it was um, it was oh, the weather was unreal. So hopefully it picks up again and does the same. But we are not here to talk about the weather in the UK because obviously most of our listeners are in the UK, and who who cares about the weather in the UK unless you are English, where that is like the number one topic. If you can't think of something to say, you talk about the weather. So yeah, so this week we are going to do a like a day in the life of a counselor slash group leader. <laughs> I was a group leader. Um, Gil in the summer of 2019 worked for me I was his boss probably my proudest achievement not just of my camp but of my whole life yeah, really, we say, to be the boss of G we Gil we do say that only in title though because as we both know GT was the leader of the Chief Boys in title alone because G Gil was the walkie talkie holder and everyone knows if you have the walkie talkie at camp you are the uh, by leader aren't you basically Pretty much, mate. You become a Beanock yeah, on camp. Well, you so, speak uh, to Camp Lakota 2019 Beanock Award recipient over it. 
That's true. That's true. What award did we win? We Ooh, won. We did. We, we won best bromance, didn't we, Biggin? Best bromance, mate. I mean, come on now. I mean, if there's two people to do a podcast about camp and just life in general to set up a podcast, it's people that want a bromance. And I'm calling out, right? Ooh. This is something you sent me. I'm calling out James <laughs> Haskell, right? What a tool. Everyone needs a podcast, mate. Yeah, what are you sure. doing? You may be 6'4", weigh like 300 pounds, but when it comes to podcasting, if you don't want to listen, money, James mate. Haskell, don't listen, mate. Yeah, don't think you're all in. Bastard. Yeah, anyway. Anyway, anyway, anyway. I think we've digressed a lot here. Let's get back to Summer Camp Talk. So we are today we're going to run through a day in the life for a camp staff or camp counsellor, uh, for a general counsellor at a summer camp. And obviously for me and GT, we both went to Camp Lakota. So we're going to kind of talk loosely about our schedule and what it was like, what to expect, some of the funny stories we have, some of the tips we have for, you know, just for if you're going to be a counsellor next year or if you have been a counsellor or if you're going to go back, any of the above, we're going to give you some tips to uh, of games to implement if you go along because we've got a few, haven't we, Biggin, that we think are, you know, gems. 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 They're absolute gems. Um, yeah, I tell you what would be a good idea for a podcast. If you've got like ex, like counsellors to put in and say like what their top tips are, like how to survive camp, like things that you won't necessarily bring to camp or think of that will happen at camp that could prepare you. Just a little thought in there, just a little nugget that popped into my head. You might be able to see on Zoom, mate, a little <laughs> light bulb just there. Just there. It doesn't come up very often. Well, it doesn't. It flashes mate. bright, big, and oh. it flashes bright. Mate, it's, like the, it's brighter than the sun. Yeah, well, maybe, well, so if you're listening to now, you'll hear that that is probably going to be an upcoming podcast. Either way, something in the park. So we're going to start the day off. We're going to start the day off with how summer camp starts or how every camp starts in the morning morning reveille morning wake up what time i believe it was about 7 7 15 in the morning wasn't it big yeah i think it was seven o'clock because obviously group leaders you know the more important people on camp i had to go to a morning meeting at 6 45 to talk about nothing um which was the most pointless exercise and then one of the senior staff over the pa system or tannoy if you could hear it um would play a song and then you'd get this uh, at Lakota, you get this really annoying message. <laughs> um, was like everybody up, 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 group leaders waking up, counselors, counselors waking up, campers, um, something, 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 everyone to the front lawn for lineup. And it was most, and to hear that for seven weeks on the trot, genuinely, <laughs> it took a it. bit, didn't it? It's funny because so the first couple of weeks, as, as people I've been all know. The first couple of weeks getting up at 7 a.m. sounds horrendous. Don't get me wrong. Getting up at 7 a.m. sounds awful. But because of the time difference, it's basically like getting up at sort of 11 o'clock in the morning, really. Because you don't, unless you adjust instantaneously, which not everyone does, you will be getting up kind of early anyway. So you getting up at 7 o'clock sounds awful. Obviously, for the campers itself, it is horrendous because they're thinking, what's going on? So that for us, Bigham, wasn't it? That was one of the biggest challenges of the day was just getting the campers up because as you can imagine for us with our 14 15 year old chief boys they did not want to get up in the morning getting up to walk up the hill to line up to stand there for five minutes to listen to the group leaders and the senior members of staff talking telling them the same thing they've listened to for the last however many summers for them to go back down to the bunks and then go back and 
I'm going to quote, air quote, unquote, clean their bunks because they just go back to bed. They're thinking, why on earth am I having to get up in the morning? No, shocking behaviour. I mean, because it was, I mean, I wasn't the cleanest, but that's because I was, you know, left, right and centre putting out fires, like left, right and centre every bloody day. But but that was down to some of my co-counselors not being very efficient. Obviously, G will exclude <laughs> It's funny. We had, so... Actually, did you win Cleanest Bunk? I think I might be lying there and say, because you were pretty tidy. You had them on a regimented Ooh. thing. Because you, because didn't you have like a, um, like a chart that gave like so chores? We had that? in our bunk, we had a camper that was the notorious, messiest camper. And he was basically, so each week, um, or is it once? I want to say it's once a week they come around and they like basically score the bunks if, for how tidy it is to so just kind of keep them tidy and clean. And there was every it, day, mate. Oh dear, every, every day. day, every day. So every group leader got a division to go to, and it was every okay. Day. So every day they had to clean the bunks. But there was one member of of my bunk that was horrendous at cleaning. It was everything was everywhere. They didn't care, and so it kind of became a challenge to get the other campers to g this person up to clean up their bunk. And this individual was horrendous at cleaning up his bunk. He was like one of the people that didn't really want to go anywhere. Kind of wasn't as enthusiastic with it because it was his first summer. So, yeah, that was a challenge in itself. And one of the challenges I'd say that was funniest was getting the other other campers in our bunk to basically try and convince this individual to clean up his area because he was having absolutely none of it. Because as you can imagine, he sent back home my maids doing it for me. Wake up, sunshine, smell the coffee, because we ain't at home. The maids ain't here, lad, you know? So that was my uh, my funny thing. And I, maybe we one clean this bunk one week. It probably was out of pity for us because of how horrendous it was most of the time. Maybe just out of default we won it one week. Who knows? I can't remember off the top of my head, I'll be honest, but maybe we did. But you got to think, with the, older, with the older kids, they've got more stuff to bring. They're going to bring more yeah. stuff. Like more oh. bulkier things. Whereas, like the younger ones, they're not, they've just got like a few like bears and stuff, like cuddly this toys. This is one that thing have. that everyone's going to relate to that has been to camp or at least has been to a camp similar to ours. So, that initial first week, you're there for the inductions and all the bags and all the trunks get delivered, and you have got to lift these trunks that are, I'd say, they're basically like ski bags. So, they're the length of a set of skis. And they are full of clothes and absolute nonsense that shouldn't be in there. I'll tell you, one of our chief boys thought he was an absolute joker. And we made sure that they paid for this because they put a set of dumbbells in their bag. So you can only imagine how much this weighs. These bags are weighing, I want to get, say, at least 40 kg. You ain't getting these on no BA flights or no Ryanair flights because these trunks are horrendous. And you've got to go to the hall, pick up the bags and then walk them all the way down to BC. Now, luckily for the Chief Boys, we were on some of the first bunks, so we didn't have to walk all the way across Boys' side of campus. But honestly, that first few days when you're... Basically, it feels like you're lugging body bags around, aren't you, Biggin? Yeah, I mean, the kids literally pack their room from home and put them into these cases, and they're ridiculous. Like Gil said, they're the size of ski bags, but they're like the width of an actual suitcase and as deep as probably two suitcases. And you've got like chest of drawers in there. You know, you've got all sort of random stuff, like ball, everything. It's ridiculous. And then obviously, like Gil said, the transfer, the travel, 
Oh, it's just if you've got one to like the like bunk twelve or thirteen on, on like boys' side, and then you've got to go down to like junior campus or like the girls' side to drop because off they've another got it bag. wrong, and you've you've tr- you've tracked a girls' bag all the way across oh, BC. that day will live long in the memory. That's soul destroying. Memory does that it, is yeah. soul destroying. So, as you can imagine, certain individuals and the chief boys that was decided that it was a good idea to bring weights were reprimanded upon arrival questioned and made to answer for their actions because as much as gt says these campers are packing their bags these campers ain't packing their bags their maids are packing their bags or their mums are packing their bags <laughs> so as you can imagine right yeah one of our campers had a set of like in inside his bags he had everything ziploc bagged including like all all clo- items of clothing as well as sports gear as well as like trays and like baskets that popped up and then went onto his shelf in this bunk. So yeah, honestly, you can all imagine all all sense of the words and all, all weight and all manner of things into the bunks. Oh, the way I feel like we've sidetracked a bit. So we've gone we've gone from breakfast <laughs> lineup to orientation. We've just done we've basically done a Star Wars. We've started from the end. We have we've, we've smashed it there, but. Let's so let me just quickly highlight. So, Reveille at seven, we've got morning lineup at seven fifteen up at the um, volleyball court. Then younger side of campus go to breakfast first for the first half an hour, and then older side of campus go to breakfast for the second half an hour. So that's boys and girls sides. The older side will go for the second half an hour. Now, like we spoke about before, Biggin, breakfast at Camp Lakota was a questionable affair. The breakfast op- options consisted of not too bad, like toast, bread with like jam. You could have bagels. That was the um, like peanut butter. That was, I'd say, the one of the more healthier options. Then there's a fruit like bowl or tray that's got like somewhat in date. It's not that it's out of date fruit, but it's fruit that's been left out in a humid environment. Oh, yeah, it was fresh with a mahoosive question mark next to it. It's like it was literally just in a bowl placed at the end of the breakfast bar. And obviously, it's been there. I don't know. Because there was no sort of, I don't know, there was no way to tell it had been refrigerated. No, it wasn't the, wasn't, it wasn't the <laughs> hardest. It was like very soft. You can, if you imagine biting into a soft apple, all the fruit was the consistency of a soft apple, not the one. And then you had the buckets that were big plastic buckets full of your favourite sugary cereals that aren't actually a branded name cereal, but are the equivalent cereal, if that makes sense. Mate, the fake Lucky Charms got me. Because uh, when you go to America, I love going to America and having Lucky Charms because you, you rarely get them over here. And I was like, oh my God, you know, with the little marshmallow bits. And then you find out they're fake Lucky Charms. And then like fake Cocoa Pops, you know, it's just... Yeah, it's not good, but it's like for me, it was like the best of a bad option, really. Because when you go into like the hot food, they've got like all the hot, hot breakfast. Food. I put yeah. that in air quotes. Yeah, um, you know, you had like your your powdered scrambled eggs, no. which weren't great. If you had that, then you had like your your bacon, but it was, it was from a turkey. It was turkey bacon. Um, some of the hot food breakfast was pretty good. Like you had bagel and lots, which is basically a bagel, cream cheese, and salmon. Because apparently, Camp Lakota, you know, turned into the <laughs> Once a point. week, we got uh, treated like royalty for breakfast, didn't we, Biggin? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, the waffles were just dry. It was like eating sand. 
um, you had to like douse them in maple syrup, didn't you? You had to use like of the little sachet bits. Like think of they were kind of like like the sauces you get out of like McDonald's, but you had to use like three of them just to like cover any sort of dryness <laughs> in one waffle, which was disgusting. Donuts. Um, one of donuts the kids there Biggin, was so French cinnamon sticks. Yeah, donuts as well. Yeah, you can understand why America has such a problem with obesity. <laughs> They're not being funny. Even at the camps, some of the kids that were eating all this stuff weren't exactly burning it off. They'd go to the activity, sit there and play cards. And it's like, well, you've just had like five donuts for breakfast, three waffles and a bagel. And you're like, um, really? Like, what, what are you doing here? So, yeah, breakfast needed, needed a big, um, big improvement, definitely. 100%. Um, so then after breakfast... We uh, transitioned the campers back down to um, Boyside or back down to their respective bunks. And then you go off for your first three morning activities. This included, um, was it weekly um, electives or daily electives in the first three? Daily electives were period two for us. So what they do is we go off to like period one. I think period one on a Monday for us was like football or something. Yes. Yeah, it was. Wasn't yeah. it? Which was which was great because sort of like you'd go down to the oh no I tell you what it was it wasn't football it was ultimate oh. frisbee it was ultimate frisbee now when I saw ultimate frisbee period one I thought oh here we go three year vet doing ultimate frisbee I know exactly how this is going to play out the kids are going to go down to the lowers they're going to sit there and that's it get down to the lowers but the kids loved ultimate frisbee which was amazing and then sort of we had um, the head of boys come down who made it sort of a bit, sort of changed it instead of, if you didn't want to do ultimate frisbee, you could do like touch football. So he'd bring like his football and his flags down and stuff like that. So we tried to get them engaged and the kids loved it after a while, didn't they? I think like the third week in, they were just, they ran the activities themselves. Yeah, third really. week in, I think we had all, everyone engaged in playing ultimate frisbee because we made it one of the most competitive, thick, one of the most competitive modes because the way you could do it was you could kind of even out the playing field for the more sporty kids. So even though the more sporty kids could still dominate it, everyone could kind of get involved. So yeah, we, we managed to have a workaround for that. But so those would be the three morning activities. Um, and it, that's a good opportunity for daily electives for you to do something a bit different. So if you're a counsellor, you kind of get sent off to, or assign different ones each week, whether that be like archery or stuff you wouldn't normally do uh, every day. May archery, the hub of gossip. Oh, Jigil found that out first week, of course. Mate, that is, if you want to do like daily electives and you want a good place, go down to, well, at our camp anyway, if you go to Camp Dakota, go down to archery. As I said, it is the gossip hub. If you want to know any shenanigans that have happened the night before or that week, you head down to archery, which is great for me as a group leader because I wasn't technically assigned. So I just used to stroll down to archery, catch up on the latest gossip, and then head down to the lake for the rest of the period. <laughs> Live that good life as group leader. On the golf cart as well, oh. which was amazing. If I could nab a golf cart. Strong. Buzzing. And then we had the first three morning activities would be followed by lunch. Now, one thing we didn't mention at breakfast, but one thing we will mention because it is one of our top tips, isn't it, Biggin, is a game called Watermelon. Yeah. Watermelon is a camp staple. Um, I presume it probably goes on around other camps, you know, if it's probably under like a different name or something. But Watermelon, if you go to Camp Dakota, make sure you get the American counsellors because it's those who instigate it because it's been a tradition passed down. 
Um, yeah, watermelon. It's it's quite easy to explain in the sense that the obviously during the normal running of sort of like the food periods, um, one of the counsellors will shout out watermelon. And the game of the idea of watermelon is all the campers freeze. So you get some really bizarre situations in this where um, a camper could be drinking some milk or drinking a liquid or pouring ketchup onto their food. Now, they can't stop doing that until either themselves or someone else moves. So it's hilarious the situations that some people get them in. And especially with like the ACs, the American counsellors, they know they can they pick it up so easily <laughs> and they pinpoint specific scenarios in which they want to get because they say they target everyone, but they want to, you know, get this one individual. So they'll aim for this one individual to do something and bizarre. Be the, and it'll and be then, the person that normally is pretty good at it as well. So it'll be, for example, person A who hasn't, who hasn't been got for like the last two weeks. That person is then the face of the targets and they want and the, all the ACs are wanting to get that specific individual. So they'll wait till they start pouring their drink or they'll wait till they start eating some food. So yeah, it is, it's like a third sense for the ACs. They can feel the opportune moments coming. Wham! Watermelon comes out and all hell breaks loose. I remember a couple of occasions watching different tables. There'll be, spe- it was a spectator sport, you know, it, towards the end of... Yeah, it's a full-on spectacle. Yeah, towards the end of, of breakfast or lunch or dinner, either or, someone calls it. And if it's a good game, if it's been going on for a minute or two everyone's watching because everyone wants to see what's going on. Yeah. You just see like people like forget their food. They could be queuing up in line for food and they would just drop their stuff, come over just to see what's happening. And usually the consequence are, if you do move, you know, one of the counselors be like, Oh, you know, would you go and get me, I don't know. Would you go and get me a second plate of this? Or would you go and get me a drink? Or would you go and get me this? But then the ultimate one was like, at the end, it would be to who's cleaning up. Now, obviously, because we were second shift, we'd go in after the little ones. Now, you know, as much as they're little, they're not exactly the cleanest when it comes to food. Um, so, obviously, they'd it would be left, basically, for us to do it, which got on everyone's nerves. So, if you got caught on, like, the last watermelon to clean up, you had to clean up not only the chief boys mess, which was ridiculous because they've got ketchup everywhere because apparently mummy and daddy didn't teach them how to eat properly. And then you've got to clean up the little kids mess. So you'd have like ketchup stains just everywhere. I think one time we went in for breakfast and there was literally the whole, what was that? Um, they were like, do you remember the cereal golden nuggets that we have over here? But they were like the square ones that they have. And there was literally just a pile on the floor underneath the table. And we had to clean it up. Not obviously the counsellors, but chief boys. The, the group leaders. Yeah, chief <laughs> boys, basically. Yeah, so watermelon, or to be fair, as we've said, you know, you can change the name to anything you want. You know, potato, whatever you want to change it to. You can change to a user at your camp. That is a big top tip for us because it makes a competition of it. And it makes a competition of rather than picking someone out to have to take the like crap task, really, you make it into a game and 
the least competitive of anyone will become the most competitive individuals because they don't want to have to be cleaned up to anyone else's mess, do they? That is one thing you can count on at summer camp is the kids not wanting to clean up a mess. So if you incentivise them not having to do that, get everyone involved, aren't you? Carrying on from lunch, we'd have period four. Then we'd have a snack break after period four. Now, snack break is an interesting time, isn't it, Biggin? It is a learning of authoritative um respect within your within your uh chief boys slash age group basically yeah as a group leader i was responsible for getting i can't stop plugging honestly that I, was a group plang, leader, if you I, that, I think i've said i'm a group leader for like the past i didn't want to say anything thinking, but yeah you're swinging that big thing around <laughs> right, we'll go with that if that if that's the phrase you want to go with gq we'll go with that but yeah, so I was responsible for obviously getting a snack. And sometimes it would be really good. You had like the big icicles and stuff. But then you'd have the disgusting creamsicles, which was like the orange ones that were just cream inside, which were disgusting. The group leader for me, this is the way I could prioritise. A, my favourite counsellors, because as if you ever get promoted to that group leader, you'll have a favourite counsellor. And two, my favourite campers. And um, not only necessarily in my group, but around sort of the different ages, so if we had like the icicles, which are, I'm, what were they, like freeze pops yeah, or something they were pops. called? So everyone wanted the blue and red ones because they were cherry and blueberry, which were, the, which were the best flavors that you could get. So I'd usually hide a few for the counselors, basically. So G. Gill, I think you always got a red and a blue one, unless you were down for your weekly activity, down probably down at the lake somewhere doing something. I'm, God, I'm uh, not sure what. Today, but, but, but you sometimes would come up a bit late for snacks, so sometimes I would have to give it away. Um, but yeah, I'd give, I'd say G Gill one and then a few others. And then sometimes like if, like you'd get like the younger campers and you'd you'd bin off your own campers if they were a bit, you know, if they were yeah, testing they your patience that day, you'd bin them off. If they didn't deserve off. it, they ain't getting it. That's one of the few things you can use at camp to hold over their heads. No, if certain individuals are acting up, and certain individuals who usually act up have been good. They're getting their first pick of the freeze pops. They're getting the first pick of the ice cream sandwiches. They're getting the first pick of the crisps. They're getting whatever you can say, whatever whatever benefits you can give them in snack time each day, they're taking it. Because the most seasoned veteran of misbehaving campers will plead their absolute halos to you because they want these specific flavors of freeze pop or they want these specific treats so it's a good way for you to basically hold it over the campus and get them to do what you want them to do basically yeah you could just use snack time as a way to sort of right well if you're not good then you're not getting snack it's as simple as that and you the, the you can see in their eyes how much they're going to change because obviously they want snack especially if it's like you know 30 degree heat 30 plus degree heat you've got no chance everyone wants a snack um so yeah but it was always good and they'd always get like the you know the campers that sort of you know weren't in your age group come over and like oh can i have a whatever it was yeah you want a blue one or and then you get like that if you had like 20 left over because sometimes because they're only had like one snack each so if you had like a few left over you just dish them out or take them back and store them for yourselves we had quite a few didn't we but yeah after snack would we go back to the bunks and then we get ready for period five and six usually period five and six if it was on like um i think we had period five and six on a friday oh. we had lake but do you remember the oh. do you remember that disaster we, we had 
we awful. Were... Ev- for four weeks, we didn't go to the lake for four weeks. And that was either because A, we didn't, it was a rainy day, or B, it was hot that we had to share it with um, like boys' side. So basically what they'd do is they'd split, if it was a really hot day, they'd do like hot day activity, which was basically they'd split the camp. Boys go up to the lake, um, period five, girls go to the pool, and then they basically swap it over. So for four weeks running, we didn't get an alone time at the we lake, also, did we? And it was we, only it was also it wasn't just they split it up, it was also they had like visitors' days on one of them. Do you remember? Oh yeah, that was it. We had visitor day week four. So it was probably only week five and six that we actually got to the lake to do like our own stuff. Yeah, honestly. And you know, everyone knows that going to the lake was like the premier activity or place to be at on camp because you know the kids go um rafting they go on the like rings on the back of the like jet skis and speed boats they're chilling at the lake you know that's that's where they want to be and it's also like one of the big selling points for the camp so like for a lot of them it is like the highlight of the week kind of thing so yeah for us to, for four weeks and i see i genuinely remember being ugt walking into the office and because a few of the camp mums were also parents of the chief boys me and gc were going oh you know it just sucks we haven't been able to take our we were crying those fake tears to the mums because we knew if we say it to the mums the camp mums are going to say it to michael and michael didn't want to hear it from them so michael's going to be letting them get what they want so we were we we managed i think to sneak a few extra days at the lake because as you know, Biggin, GT, GT and GIWL wanted to be down at the lake for certain reasons because the lake was a good time and there were some good friends down the lake. It was. Yeah, one of us wanted to be there a lot more than the other one, granted, but we both wanted to be down at the lake. And yeah, it was just torture. We even, yeah, we begged, borrowed and stole our way to try and get extra days at the lake. Uh, we spoke to like the person that does all the schedule and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, talk about bad. We luck. threw our names around, didn't Cause we? Because we, we at camp at that time, a lot of people basically, especially for you, were like really friendly with you and wanted to do you a favor. And so we were trying to clang our names around, trying to get our favors in our way for Lake Time for our Chief Boys. Because, like we say, we wanted to be there because it's just one of the best places to be at camp. So we. Like you say, we were robbed of a few days or a few experiences out of the lake. But not just that, it was also the rainy days. Because luckily for us, Vigan, in 2019, it was really good summer. We had, I want to say, maybe like three or four rainy days the whole summer. And now, for those who don't know, rainy days brings rainy day activities. And at certain camps, it can be worse activities than the others. But there was a few instances where rainy day activities brought back heralded moments certain legendary moments for individuals to take part in because those who've been to Camp Lakota will know that those rainy days bring about one positive and the only positive they bring about is BC Mudslide, isn't it, Biggin? BC Mudslide. Can we get a chant going? BC Mudslide. BC Mudslide. That could be horrendously out of time as well on the recording, but... That's probably the, you know, the non-unison thing that we've probably ever done. But yeah, BC Mudslide is like a staple at Camp Lakota. I presume sort of other camps have probably got something similar. Um, but one tip is, 
if you've got the oldest group, especially like on the boys' side, and what we try to do is we try to accommodate basically the campers because the, what they don't want to do is they don't want to share rainy day activity with the lower camp where they've got to watch like The Greatest Showman or a movie like that, a movie that sucks, and they don't want to do boring activities. So if you can get them to do an activity with the girls, we are, you're on to a winner. You are on to a winner. So I seem to remember we did, was it speed dating, I want to say? We did speed dating. We so did we, do speed dating. We channeled our inner Paddy McGuinness. And it is so funny because, as you can imagine, 14, 15, 16-year-old chief, or 14, 15-year-old chief boys, to all the talk in the world, but do they back it up? When push comes to shove, Biggin, do they hell? No, they do not. So we had shocking. We had a few lady day activities where they'd be begging us, Gil, 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 please get get us to have a rainy day activity with the girls, man. And then they'd be begging GT to go and speak to Jenny, try and get a, a rainy day activity in like the dining hall or something with the chief girls. And then push comes to shove. They're all playing cards on the table. None of them are talking to any of the girls. Nothing's going on because there's, they know that we're watching them laughing, going off. But what's happening? What's happening, person A? You know, you said you chatted a big talk a minute ago, saying now you want to talk to this certain person. And now what's going on? Yeah, it's quite a hilarious dynamic seeing it because, like Gil said, they're all the, you know, all the talk, but they've got, yeah, they just don't do anything about it. So it's quite funny. And they know that we're going to rib them, you know, as soon as we get back to the bunks. We're cornering them and going, what happened? <laughs> Give it, they're giving it all really big bollocks over here. And then when it comes down to crunch time, you've, you know, start flapping around and stuff. So that's quite a funny dynamic. But yeah, if you get them, you know, with the, with the, you know, with the chief girls, it was, yeah, you'd basically made their night. Uh, but yeah, back to BC Mudslide. Basically all it was, um, we were fortunate enough on our camp that we had um, a bit of a hill going down. So basically what, and you could go quite far between sort of like certain bunks where you could get like a really good run up and jump. So the kids would go back there. Some of them would take it a bit too far and do it staff go. But um, because I don't know, peer pressure, yeah. would you say, Gil, that that was? They or they just, just did it for it the bounce? the most hilarious thing they could do, didn't they? Because... Just shocking. So we're all sort of obviously huddled under the, the porches, sitting on the bunk boxes, maybe in a chair, just watching the shenanigans happen. And then some of the kids would just run and jump and they would go flying. And I mean, literally zipping off the surface. It was direct. It was amazing to see. And then, can we yeah, name drop Yeah, we in? can. We've got we a name, name drop, drop the legend, haven't we? The legend that is Mr. Andy Toomey. Now, he is your typical American dad. Dallas Cowboys fan, American football team. can see him on the grill, you know, flipping a few burgers, getting the hot dogs in, drinking a few beers with the boys, and just absolute typical American dad. Decides to get a mattress and just zings He full it sends it, doesn't he, Big in? Also, rain days were good for the counsellors as well, to have a mingle with the different counsellors on the other side as well. It's a good opportunity just to have a, you know, a nice little chat. No, a few moth to the flame situations there. He was doing it on Zoom, mate. That brings back memories you doing oh, that. Oh, honestly. God. So me and me and GT had a few hand signals, like like basically like Batman and Robin. We had 
Basically, we were shotgun oh, Batman. Can, okay, you can be Batman, sure, whatever. Thanks, mate. I appreciate that. I've got to get that in because probably most people are tired of Robin. But if I say I'm Batman, yeah, exactly. If I've given it, it to you, it there you go, bang, you got it. Appreciate it. Exactly, so I've got it. You basically, he'd he'd see G, GT would see Gil wandering around camp, you know, saying hello to a few different people, mingling. Seeing what's going on, because Gil was one of those individuals that around camp people just come to talk to you to ask opinions, to ask what's going on. Social exactly. butterfly, and mate. some a fingers in a few well, pies sometimes as well. Mate. Gil would be, you know, having a little flirt here and there, and all oh, innocent. innocent. And G- I'd just, I'd, I'd catch the giant that is GT walking around. I'd see him, and I'd, see, he'd be giving me the old moth to the flame, and honestly, it just. Made made we made each other laugh because GT was not he was uh not the innocent individual he wants to lead you to believe he was. So Gil saw him walking around having a having a good old flirt as well, and Gil was making sure to bash those hand signals straight back at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good because it was only there was only like a handful of us that knew it. And every time you'd see it, so if I saw like I saw the big man Gil, you know, talking to one of the girls, I'd be like Water <laughs> flame, mate, because they couldn't. They, I mean, who could resist the charms of G Gill at that um, camp? Do you know what I mean? Honestly. Who can resist that? So it was, uh, yeah, it was funny because, you know, because someone sitting next to you wouldn't know what it was, but obviously we had that connection of, yeah, we, it was we basically know what's just going me down. And, you, and then we let Taubs in on the secret after he was moaning about not knowing what was going on. So you know, we had to let Headband Gang it. Oh. Yeah, that was true. Yeah, that was true. I think as well, didn't we let um, oh, Schofield in on it as well? Because he had a few... We uh, did towards the pies. end. Because he was a good-looking lad. So obviously all the girls, you know, he had a, he had about three girls, I think, after at once. So every time we saw him with one of them, it was a cheeky... <laughs> he loved it. To he flame. loved it. He was one of our fallen soldiers, wasn't he? Fallen soldiers. Give it a salute. Give salute. Anyway, back, back to the usual programme, Biggie, because we normally do this. Yeah. End of the day was kind of typical, typical to how all the other camps were. So, like you said, period five and six, um, and then it would be back to the bunks for shower hour. Shower hour is a chance for quote unquote people to um, clean up their bunks again. But again, like we said earlier, it doesn't really happen, does it? It's more they campers fanny around, taking about an hour to take a shower, so that the camp counselors don't have any time to do it. And like you talked about last week biggin remember this was the inception of i mean what we probably first discovered and what a certain mr wimhoff has taken credit for has stolen, stolen. he's stolen from me i'm i'm saying it again like, it's another person <laughs> calling out right if you go to camp like as gil said you've the campers have to shower first because of, oh, i don't know everything's about the campers which rightly so so you can't really moan but um but yeah you'd get into the shower turn it on you think oh hello i'm a bit lucky today it's a bit warm. And then within like two seconds, bam, the cold Ooh, water We're gets. talking like sticks. We're oh, talking Baltic, seven degree mate. water here. We're not talking like 20 degree water. We're talking, yeah. Shockingly cold. So yeah, we basically discovered the Wim Hof technique before Wim Hof was even a, a thing. It was even like a trendy thing to do that yeah, everyone exactly. does. But yeah, it was awful. And then the fact that you could see like where the cracks were, you could see underneath <laughs> the bunk as well, was quite unnerving. You think, how stable is this? Like if I just... Oh, and, uh, can we talk about the one shower that you do not use, that the chief boys take over and it's oh, used for a different purpose? I think we should leave it there. Anyway, yeah. if I you get the... Work it out. 
Yeah, if you get the Chief Boys, there's a shower. There's always one shower that they just commandeer for their own purposes. And we'll leave that up to yeah, you is, to what you it is the most. It is, is the most horrendous thing. It is something that, like like G2 said, it happens every year, so you can't stop it. They are 30... They are 14 year old boys. And yeah, it is. And if you're listening to this thinking, I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's that worst. It's the wor- it is literally the worst thing you can think of. It is that. So that is that is shower hour. That is the Wim Hof technique at camp. Because to be fair, some days it's not too bad. Like I don't really mind a cold shower when it's 30 degrees outside. I'll, I'll take it. But on the rainy days, horrendous behaviour. And especially with our it's- long locks. You know, if it's a cold shower, I'm not washing my hair Am I, 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 I going to be walking around with a freezing cold head at camp? Absolutely not. But yeah, so after shower hour, we'd have um, we'd have dinner. Yeah. Would we have so dinner? Yeah, we'd have y- dinner. So the young side oh of camp God. would obviously have their dinner first. Then the older side of, of camp would have it second. And then we would be on to uh, the last half an hour, and then it would be evening activity, wouldn't it, Biggin? Yeah, it would. Before evening activity, they'd have a chance to burn off all the cheese that they'd <laughs> digested by having like free play, which is where they could do everything. Because dinner was basically cheese, chicken palm, um, like spaghetti what with cheese. Favorite... Oh, hey, though, what was your toasties. favorite dinner, Biggin, at camp? At camp, oh my god. Because um... camp, camp dinners are essentially school dinners. Oh, Go on. got it. Got it. Visiting day when the families bring oh, Chinese. Ming, from, Ming, uh, Ming baby. Moon. Oh, yes. That's my favorite meal because, oh, is that uh, chili, the chili beef that they have? Oh, game changer. Like, it's nice over here, but over the there, chicken, it's just the, a different the, level. The chicken That's probably my... would make me start eating meat again from Ming Moon, honestly. Mate, it was absolutely game changer. I loved it. And then, obviously, visiting day, you'd have like your, your proper barbecue stuff, food. Because, so... obviously, as, as people who go to camp know, Maybe some camps that people go to, they're lucky individuals that have, you know, decent chefs cooking. Yeah, that have like that have the camps that want to take care of them every day. But other camps want to only put out the good food that obviously they can do, but they only want to put out the premier food when the parents come to visit because they want to pretend that that's what they're they've been eating all summer. So yeah, no, I'd I'd definitely go Bing Moon. Um, But evening activity, Biggin. I want to talk. So each each day, basically, there'd be a different evening activity throughout the whole summer, and some would repeat a couple of times that were the better activities. But more often than not, it'd be a different evening activity each night. Whether that be you know different, um, we had like a basketball crew coming in, or I say basketball crew. It was like the um, B Tech Harlem Globetrotters, wasn't it? Bigger? Mate, it wasn't even like B Tech. It was like functional skills. That it was that bad because they came. And they were supposed to like be like really good dunkers and stuff. They were supposed to show off. And then they were like, oh, can we lower the rim? And we were like, what do you mean lower the rim? Like, it's 10 foot. Surely you can dunk on that. And I'm 6'6", six, six, and some of them are like 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, and I was like, why have you got to lower the rim? And they were like, well, because we want to dunk. And I was like, but you're 6'7", you're <laughs> mate. If you just go like that, you're at the, you're at the rim anyway. You Honestly, outrageous it behaviour. It's... So Budget, that was mate. one of them. Budget. And then also there was... You know, a few other Ian activities that we both liked, but I think we should bring it back, Biggin, to talk about our own individual favoured evening activities. So would you like to would you like to start us okay. off, Biggin? Yeah, there's a few okay. in mind. Um, I wanna give a big shout out to ESP Productions for when they come into camp. For do you remember oh, the party they do? The the campus oh, party. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, just came yeah, to me. Yeah. If you saw me over Zoom going thought... like that, 
It's because I, I thought that of that. Bulb. I knew it. I saw that light bulb absolutely turn on, mate. So they, yeah. So they basically, it was like, um, it was just like a party. They did it in like the, um, like the hall, the school. Was it called school hall? I think it was something like or college yeah. hall, something like that. You know, they do like uh, glow sticks, um, like foam things that used to light up. Dunnies, it used to be like a UV little party for the campus. Yeah. Oh yeah, mate. It was it was ridiculously funny. Uh, also, a good chance for the councillors to meet with other councillors. Um, you know, moths to flames again, vegan. Um, the dance crew that came in, I know I got chatting to a few of the dance crew girls, which is quite entertaining. <laughs> Mate, that's your moves, you know. I have to shine my moves. And then you get like the really like the campers that think they're good at dancing. You just do like, um, all I can describe it as is a circle oh. around one individual and they'd start dancing. Mosh pits occur, which was good. I think my favourite nighttime activity has to be, I think it's got to be flashlight sing. Maybe because of, we do it, sort of, you usually do it in orientation week, so the councillors get to know each other, and it's basically just football chants, hooliganism. Um, uh, you're basically bread and butter of uh, being an Englishman or international, whatever. Um, so that's quite good. And basically the idea of flashlight singing is someone stands in the middle, you're all split off into like teams, Someone stands in the middle. Uh, and when the campers come, it's usually by their divisions. And basically, you just point a flashlight at someone. They've got a sing. Uh, when the flashlight's retracted, um, they stop singing. So, obviously, you can do, uh, like, multiple times at once. You can point it to multiple times. The only rule is that the song can't be sung twice. Someone sung the song, you're out. There's a the whole thing about kicking a cone, you're out, and stuff like that. So... For me, that's really good, entertaining. Although we did get kicked out our first ever one because apparently we didn't oh, put too it still much effort in. Back to my brain because it's like basically it was one of the first nights, wasn't it, Biggin? And they decided that they wanted to make a, a, a example of people who quote unquote weren't getting involved enough. Which nonsense! We were getting involved more. Than- the councillors are doing their job. 13 year old boys asking him to sing. At the start, they are thinking, no, thank you. Can't be bothered to do this. By the end, by the end, you know, we're getting involved and we're trying to win. But at the start, they're not not at having a having any of it. So yeah, we got punished one night. The first night of taps, or one of the first nights of taps, we got asked to well not asked, we got told we got P-O-D's, told we baby. Allowed to leave camp, fun times. But um yeah, flashlight sing, absolute classic. And like like we have spoke about before, flashlight sing in orientation week when there's no campers there and it's just the members of staff, unreal moments. It's carnage because you can really, you, you get into it then and you can, you know, you you know you've got the lads lads and you know you know you've got the ones that are not not necessarily they're more betas than alphas. Um you can sort of suss people out I think quite early during orientation week which is quite fun. But yeah, flashlight scene for me was was amazing. Um, yeah, I think that's got to be my favourite one. Obviously, a few special mentions like Mr. Lakota, which is <laughs> robbed, as everyone knows. Um, still yet to put a picture up of that. I've got to find it. Oh, do I have it still? Maybe. I'm sure I, there's someone's one somewhere. Got a picture of it somewhere. Probably. Yeah. So Mr. Lakota is good. Yeah, I got, they're, they're probably my favourite ones. What about you? You've, you. I'm yeah. So talking, as yeah. we both know, Biggin, there is. Uh, talent shows that happen at camp now. Oh no, please don't, <laughs> don't go camp there. Talent shows to write off. They ha- they happen, and you know you, everyone everyone gets involved because you want to g up your members of like your members of your like age group or whatever because you want to let 
little Timmy think that he is the best singer in the world and he's going to be the next Justin Bieber, even though everyone who's watching deaf. it knows he can't hit... He can't hit a note to save his life, mate, you know? Um, but that's so that's a fun time. But everyone knows that realistically you're just watching either the same dance routes or the same dance routines go over and over again or the same songs happen over and over again until it comes to the Counselor nah, Talent go. Show. Now, as Biggin knows and as anyone who's been to you, Camp Lakota, knows, there is one specific song that is heralded around the camp as the anthem of the summer and it is bc's duty to do that justice each summer now i don't know about you biggin but when i was younger i think one of the probably most i think one of my most um look forward to i don't know i don't know whether i say well, i don't have to word it as when i was younger one of the one of the few careers that you can look to and think, oh yeah, I wouldn't mind a bit of that, would be being a pop star. Not sure about what you mean so by now, longer, mate. You still do. Forward, Voice well, of yeah, an angel. Still do, but fast forward to, fast forward to 2019, Biggin, and everything in my life had been building me up to perform a certain number on stage with the boys, second time around, not first time, because as we all know, first time... We're well, not we're not going to talk Second about time that? around... Um, and why is that? As good as the second time, was it big? Because <laughs> certain individuals weren't exactly. involved that should have been involved. I'm going to paint a picture. Go on, you for paint, the you paint that again. picture. I'm, 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 oh. I'm going to Picasso it up. Not going to go for a Rembrandt. Go for a Rembrandt. Oh, so, Rembrandt this shit. Yes. All right, let's go Rembrandt then. So the lights are out. You're sitting in the sports hall. You're looking up at the stage. There's a few lights on stage. There's a few silhouettes on the stage. Boys, the boys are on the stage, white, all in, all in uniform, white t-shirt, black jeans, white shoes, sunnies. Everyone is getting involved. Everyone knows what's coming. The first notes start playing, and then GT and GIWL are walking down the middle of the uh, middle of the hall, middle of, middle of the aisle. <laughs> We're not getting married, but it 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 feels like at that momentous of an occasion, Biggin, because. The music to Backstreet Boys, I Want It That Way, starts playing. Everyone is screaming, you know. It is, honestly, it's like One Direction have turned up to camp. It is pandemonium in the audience. And I Want It That Way starts playing. We're miming it. We're doing our dance routine that we've been practicing for five minutes before the whole thing in the, in the, in the bunks. And it is just one of those moments that you look back on and think, yeah, I genuinely felt like a rock star. Everyone was going wild. It was unreal. So, Councillor Talent Show, I Want It That Way, Backstreet Boys, absolute top moment. From yeah, me. I think that's probably got to be one of my highlights as well. I love that one. I think that's probably one of the best Councillor Talent Show moments that I've been involved in. Because it was just hilarious. Well, yeah, because we, bas- so we basically had the lights off. We like walked down the middle of the hall. Um, a few of us like doing uniform dance moves. People didn't know what was ha- coming. It was like one of the last ones that had happened the whole day. And um, yeah, it just was like the campers absolutely love it. And these are like anywhere from like seven year olds to like 14, 15 year olds that have absolutely no right to know who the Backstreet Boys even are. 
that is one of the best evening activities. Um, I think you have got a few more honourable mentions. I think Kangaroo Court is one that we didn't have our year due to unforeseen circumstances, but that's usually a fun one, isn't it, Bigger? Yeah, Kangaroo Court for me is, yeah, it's probably it's probably up there as one of my favourites, actually, because you dress up, basically, all things, that it usually happens towards the end of camp, and it's usually all things that that happen that people don't think, it's hard to explain, but things that have happened that the people involved don't necessarily think everyone knows about, but they get called out on it. And then you end up, um, they get pulled up to the front and you end up pouring ketchup, dog food, sardines, anything on them. And as we got to pick characters, like a few select people get to do it. Um, and we got to pick characters and stuff like that. And there's a backstory and you get like made up sort of like in dark, like scary stuff and you come out from the bushes and run at everyone and stuff like that so that, that's pretty fun i quite enjoyed that one and stuff like that so we wanted to yeah, sort of like make a, it sort of yeah like a grim, kind of like reaper, a grim reaper and like thing. a scary nun sort of type thing going on but obviously none of us had a nun outfit so we thought oh what's the best thing to do and we just decided to paint our torsos um but yeah that that was good um i can't really think of any more nighttime activities um, I think nighttime activities come a bit better when there's like more events going on, sort of like Olympics and Colour War. There's um they're quite good. But yeah, I think that's uh and then obviously nighttime activity happens, everyone goes back to their bunks. Um and we wait the long awaited call of taps. Every councillor's favourite word by far. If you're not on OD, taps. <laughs> because that is when you are free to roam. You are free to roam special areas, um, not too far from camp, um, where you can go, let your hair down, hang loose, and uh, and yeah, have a good time. And then you're back in at uh, back in at twelve o'clock. Exactly, and you are signed in, and you're ready for it all to happen. All yeah, over exactly. Again. Also, when obviously taps is called, they open that the canteen where kids go and get their stuff. So a cheeky knock on the door of the canteen, or oh, can I can I have a few? Yeah. My favourite was frozen Swedish fish and and frozen gummy bears. They were my favourite ones. Because as because as everyone knows, what's the best thing to give kids about an hour before they Sugar. need to be put to bed? Exactly, America. Yeah, this is when you don't call them Americans; uh, you call them Americans for their stupidity. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, but saying that, you know, there's probably enough times throughout the day for them that are eating all the sugary snacks anyway. So God knows when they, you know, you've got to balance it out. Exactly, they've got to get their five a day in, which isn't fruit and veg, but it is sugar. It isn't. I think that brings us to a close of this. Uh, episode of a day in the life of a camper at mate. Camp- if we're campers, a there's something camp- wrong. Some, I've not got my stimulus check back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, Bigan. So I want to thank you for this week. It's been a good week. Thanks to everyone listening at home. If you made it this far, you are a true legend. And if you did make it this far and you've been to camp before and you want to send a story and there's something funny that's happened, hit us up on Instagram. You know, we want to make the episode two of Camp Confessions even better than the first episode. So get your funny, raunchy, any kind of stories into us and we will be telling everyone them all. Because if they go well, I think we're definitely going to make that a series. And we want you to out your mates and tell your mates that you've outed them so that then they listen and then they out back out you again. And it is a perfect cycle. Yeah, we want all the shenanigans, the juicy go- juicy gossip that's happened at uh, your camp. You know, anyone from our camp, um, you know, that we don't 
know about that's done some raunchy things and sort of, you know, things that they'd rather not, you know, be known for. Let us know and we'll get them out there. Obviously, all anonymous, so don't worry. We'll keep it all uh, PC and stuff. But yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for following us. And um, yeah, we'll see you next week.